welcome to the newly named Snap Radio. This was Snap Days Radio before. I am renaming it because Snap Radio fits better with what I'm doing. I will be changing the logo and the little song that comes before the show. I love that little tune. Um, I've already made the change, but you can only hear the analog version because Anchor, unfortunately, has not allowed mobile iOS users to upload files. So I had to play the analog version. Once that is um, fixed, if they ever fix it, I will have the digital version of the new Snap Radio theme song. So welcome to Snap Radio. Today's topics include a pondering of the relevance of Snapchat's QR code. We'll also talk about a weird bitmoji people have been asking about. We'll talk about scams. Yes, scams on Snapchat. We're going to look at Snappables, the new game that Snapchat has introduced, and that Snapchat TV app. And then we're going to talk about version 2 of Snap Spectacles. And lastly, we'll look at a couple of updates. You ready? I was pondering the relevance of snap codes today because I noticed that a lot of stories still have snap codes in them. I I don't know what you feel about these uh, snap codes, but I've never liked them. They're kind of cute, but they're not convenient. You can't just tap on it or press on it and add them to the account because most of the time you have to take a screenshot. And then if you've gotten it from somebody's story, you're out of the story if you try to go to your, you know, add friend section and add the friend. You're, you're done watching the story and you might not go back. And think of how many steps there are to adding somebody by snap code. You take the screenshot. You then go to the add friend section. And then you navigate to add by snap code. And that brings up the photo gallery. And then you got to find the person in the photo gallery. And then you got to hope that Snap can actually s- scan it. Because not all the QR codes, most of them are, but not all of them are legible. And that's because people like to do artwork on them. And sometimes these are Snap codes that are reposted several times. So then they're a little grainy. So, um, and if they added two Snap codes to one image, oh my gosh. Then you got to separate them and all that stuff. Anyway, after step, what, six was I on? <laughs> you you then have added the person to your friends list. And now you got to find your place in the story you're watching, and you may not bother to do that anymore. And if you bothered to stick with the story and skipped the snap code, you might never add that person to your list. So it wasn't the greatest way to add friends. I hated losing my place in the story, uh, I would actually get to the point where I would just take snapshots and, you know, when I had time, I would add a whole bunch of those um, QR codes at once. Inconvenient, I'm sorry. That's why I love at tagging so much. You could put several in one snap. All you do is swipe up and all those names are there. The best thing about it is you can tap and watch that person's story and decide if you even want to add that person. Second of all, you can chat with that person without adding them. And you can do either of these things without ever leaving the story that you're watching. So you can just keep on. The person doesn't lose you 
as an audience member, and you don't have to skip adding the person to your list. So everybody, you really should be using at tags. You really should not be using those snap codes anymore. So how many of you have seen that Bitmoji where you're laughing and this monster is standing behind you and it's laughing too, but it's got like multiple legs and a big snout and it looks kind of scary. Well, I wondered what it was and found out a couple of months ago. It's called a tardigrade. It's also known as a water bear. So, of course, I had to read up on these things and they're pretty remarkable. They're eight-legged water creatures called micro-animals because of their teeny-tiny size. And they are so hardy that they, will, they can survive environmental extremes like temperature and pressure and oxygen levels. They have been found in, to survive outer space. <laughs> and they were also found in fossils dating back 530 million years which to you geologists in the house is the Cambrian era. So all hail the Tardigrada. That's the name in Italian, which means slow-footed, which apparently they are. And they were discovered and named by an Italian scientist. So there you go with the name. If you want to see this thing, it's easily searchable by typing water bear, two words, um, when you're searching your Bitmoji. And you can also look it up under Tardigrade, T-A-R-D-I-G-R-A-D-E. I guess that's the uh, Latin name. I don't know why we say Tardigrade and not Tardigrada. But um, anyway, there you go. There's that uh, creature if you ever wondered what it was. news. Well, I got some bad news. Scams have made it to Snapchat. No matter how a platform is managed, some fool will find a way to scam people on it. So, while Snapchat is known for its largely hoax-free platform, it's the user base that decides the true user experience. And alas, the hoaxers have found a way to get global snappers to forward fake news. Now, in the past, I've talked about the reason Snapchat was largely free of fake news, unlike Twitter and Facebook. And that's because snappers were always, and still are, encouraged to create original content. I mean, we are snapping about our own lives as it unfolds, so it's kind of hard to put forward some fake news that way. But I've seen in the past year, people doing a lot of reposting of Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and so that opens the door to reposting fake news. And that's unfortunate. Well, as Snap bows to the competition, it's going to have to add more and more features that are common on other platforms. And so allowing us to add things so easily from our camera rolls has kind of uh, opened that door as well. So um, I think we all need to be very careful about what we repost and remember what Snapchat originally was for, which was recording your life, beauty, flaws, all that stuff. It was about being real. I just don't understand why people would repost Instagram and posters and all that stuff. I mean, I can see that anywhere. I can see it on Facebook. 
Most people don't just use Snapchat. Most people on Snapchat also use Facebook or also use Twitter or also use Instagram. So we don't need to see that stuff on Snap. If that's how you use your Snap account, that's up to you. But personally, I don't watch people who only post that stuff or mostly post that stuff because I'm not learning who you are. I'm not interacting with you. I'm just seeing repost after repost. And eventually I not only tune those people out, but I will remove them from my friends list. So um, that's just my, you know, my take on it. Uh, everybody's different. Some people like watching stuff like that. And that's cool. But anyway, I guess my bottom line is you've got to do your research before you repost stuff. Don't be gullible and don't believe everything you've seen. Now, let me give you two examples of recent scams. One was an MLM type scam where somebody was trying to, I guess, get people to uh, recruit other people for some, I don't know what they were selling, I, don't, I, I have no idea what, was, what the point was of this MLM scheme, but mostly young people were apparently fooled by it, and yeah, it all fell apart because it was a scheme, but yeah, once you start passing along that money-making message and sending out instructions that make it sound like you know what you're talking about, it's not that hard to get your friends to jump in. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so that's gone, I hope. But the other one is more recent, and that is a scam where you're supposed to forward this message to everyone, or their nudes are going to be leaked. Or, well, and or, they're going to lose their memories. So um, there's a few different versions of that um, scam going around. It's fake news. It's a hoax. Um, nobody, Snap is not going to release your nude photos. And it's not going to erase your memories. So don't believe everything you see. And please, don't repost. Have you guys played Snappables yet? It's the newest lenses that Snap has introduced. And if you've never seen them, all you have to do is when you go to the lenses, by pressing on the camera screen, instead of swiping over to the left, you're going to swipe to the right. And you'll see a number of these lenses. That was one where you are a drummer, and apparently two other people can join you. The way most of these games work is you play the game, uh... Some of them don't seem to have a point, <laughs> but you play the game. Uh, it could be one is a frog, for example. You have to see how many frogs you can, or see how many flies you can catch. And then your friend who you send it to, or if you put it on your story, anybody can join. They will see if they can beat your score. The drumming one, I think once you're done drumming, you just send, the, send it out to your story, and people can join, and you can have three people uh, in your story. I mean, it's funny. Um, the other games, there's one that looks like an, the um, cartoon um, Italian chef. You might have seen this image of the mustached chef with the, you know, the curly mustache. You find that drawing in ceramic in people's kitchens or artwork or, you know, paper plates or whatever. That image is so popular. But this chef is um, chewing cucumbers and he's basically slicing them that way and you try to see who can slice the most cucumbers with their mouths. Now, the thing about Snappables is they're a way for you to, to have fun 
and interact with people, but also make fun of yourself. Because, like the ad for this, which is hysterical, you're basically staring at your screen and making all sorts of faces. And that's what these snappables are designed to do. There's one where you're basically lifting weights with your eyebrows. So imagine what you look like doing that. All these games have you sticking out your tongue, um, opening your mouth. <laughs> the, the ad for this has a guy staring at his screen with his mouth wide open, his eyes wide open. He looks like an idiot. <laughs> it's so funny. He's on the subway, and, and, that's, and he's the one that you see. Um, there's another one where there's a woman, I think she's at work, and she's not actually working because she's too busy making faces at her camera screen. So, um, you know, applause to Snap for making some something innocuous and silly and fun. Uh, this is great for kids and probably for families. And I just think it's um, kind of nice to see something that's family-friendly and, um, you know, doesn't have much more of a point than to make you laugh. If you guys saw that first ever Snap TV commercial, you'll notice that it was all about the family having fun with the camera features, the lenses, the um, AR features, the filters. And that's cool, but I think Snap is doing a disservice to itself as well as the premillennial age group. And I'm talking about users who are age 38 and up. Because that group of which I'm a part, so I can speak from first-hand knowledge, is full of funny, creative, imaginative, and energetic people. And I've had some of the best times with people whose, I would say, median age might be around 40, between 40 and 45. I've known users all the way up to their early 60s, and one person I think is in his 70s. I have to tell you, for Snap to miss out on this group is a pretty bad idea because that group has more money. So Snap, you might want to pay attention to the older group of users. Now, I have a new uh, podcast coming out. It's called Social Media Narratives. And Social Media Narratives is going to address a lot of aspects of social media use, but one of my topics is going to be the premillennial Snap user. So uh, if you're older than 38 and you'd be interested in being a part of that, feel free to tweet me at SnapDaysRadio. I haven't changed my Twitter name yet. SnapDaysRadio, and let me know that you're interested in talking about what it's like to be a Snapchat user over age 37. In the meantime, I've got a group going on Snapchat. We're all pre-millennials and we're um, having fun, but we're also answering a series of questions for the article. So I think um, there'll be some really good insights that uh, maybe people who are over age 37 and haven't tried Snapchat might be interested in. And maybe you'll come and join us. A fun bunch they are. Snap spectacles. I am so excited about version 2 and you might laugh at that but Snap is continuing its effort with spectacles and I'm glad that Evan Spiegel has not given up on them. Version 2 recently debuted in the United States and full disclosure mine should be arriving at the end of the month. <laughs> I really see some great uses for this tech. Um, by the way I think they're much less creepy than Google Glass. 
uh, at least with snap spectacles, you're not looking at somebody and gathering intel on the down low. You know, Google Glass was really kind of insidious and spooky that way. And plus, the spectacles have a, you know, a fun look. They're playful. When they're recording, they typically have a white light circling. Now, um, there's a blackout kit that you can purchase. They're not that expensive. And you can cover up the lenses so the um, camera doesn't stand out so much. Um, that might make them a little creepier, but, um, at least you're not gathering information, like I said. Um, I ordered mine, they were $149.99, I think, and then the delivery price was 12 something and I ordered this a, maybe a week or two ago, so yeah, it's a long delivery time. I was a little surprised at that, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about getting them, and I got the dark blue. But did you know that you can actually swap out those lenses? There are people, third-party um, spectacles, um, people who will make people who will make um, prescription lenses for your spectacles, and also just plain lenses, so you don't have to have sunglasses all the time. That's pretty cool. So obviously, people are, you know, thinking that there's some longevity here. Now. The uses that I think are really, really awesome are many, and I'm going to go over them in the very next segment. Continuing with our discussion of spectacles, I wanted to give you a couple of really great examples of people using spectacles uh, in a way that's really educational. One of them is Dr. Shafi Ahmed, who is a surgical um, doctor, he actually is showing procedures in the operating room, and seeing that from the first-person perspective is very enlightening. I mean, I'm not a surgeon. I don't like watching all that blood and gut stuff, but it really is interesting, and if you're a medical student, um, I think you'd find it fascinating as well. Uh, he actually gets a, a large audience of people from around the world, and they ask him questions, and they are obviously learning from what they're seeing. So kudos to Dr. Ahmed. I think he's the first person to use spectacles in that way. We've also got Adam Tilted. His actual name is Adam Brown, and he uses a wheelchair from time to time, especially when he's out of the house. And he shows us what it's like to get inside an Uber car, what it's like to you know enter buildings. At one point, he was in a bathroom showing us um, that he had a hard time getting out. And it makes you think about the built environment and how it suits the needs of the able-bodied without as much thought for people who are using canes or wheelchairs or, you know, any kind of assistance. We kind of think sometimes that because we have wheelchair curbs and um, handicapped spots and, you know, these different uh, things that we've added to the environment, that that is going to solve uh, most of the problems, but there are so many more that we just don't notice. And people like Adam Tilted using spectacles to give us that first-person perspective of his life outdoors uh, is so enlightening. So I want to thank Adam Tilted for doing that. That's at Adam Tilted on Snapchat if you want to see, um, you know, some interesting learning material about life using a wheelchair. Now, he doesn't only snap about that, so you'll see other things. He's really personable. He's a nice guy. So um, check him out. His name's Adam Brown, and his snap code is Adam Tilted. 
And Dr. Ahmed is Shafi Ahmed 5, S-H-A-F-I-A-H-M-E-D 5. That's the number 5. So if you use spectacles, I would love to know where to find your snap stories. I love watching um, spectacles, snaps. They're just they're so exciting. It makes me feel like I'm the one doing the thing that they're doing. <laughs> I'm on the roller coaster. I'm in the canoe. I just love it. So check them out. When I get my spectacles, I will be showing them off. You know, I wasn't going to mention this, but I thought I... I would because it was kind of cool to see this change in my app. When you go into Snapchat now, well, maybe not all of us can see it yet, but Snap has been listening to people's complaints and they have now moved our friends' stories to the right hand side of the camera. So on the Discover side, we now have a magazine rack full of friends, subscriptions, and recommended um, publications. So the first line is friends, and that's all your friends' stories. Second line is subscriptions, and that's all the things that you subscribe to, like um, Face Forward. I like that show. And then uh, the bottom part is for you. I don't know why it's for me. I think it might have to do with the fact that I can edit my lifestyle preferences, and that's something new as well. If you go into... Um, if you tap your story icon in the upper left of the screen and then tap the settings gear on the right upper corner, you'll be able to, to swipe through your list of um, settings. And one of them is, let me see, it's manage. So you tap on manage and then towards the bottom you'll see lifestyle and interests. And then you could choose all these different genres. I have Adventure seekers, arts and culture mavens, beachgoers and surfers, I don't know why I put that in there, bookworms and avid readers, coffee lovers, of course. Um, please, I did not put that PC gamer, let me get rid of that. Cord cutters, I did add that. Um, gamers, what? Okay, music fans, news watchers, um, and a couple more things, several more things. So you can go in there change your preferences to match your lifestyle and interests. It won't be exact, but um, some of those things will um, appease you. Uh, and also, you can change your emoji skin tone, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, anyway, back to the changes. Um, I like the fact that I could see all my friend's stories all in one row on top. That's nice. Um, on the other side, on the left-hand side of the camera, You've got, or at least I have, um, the ad screen. It's new. This is how you can add people to your Snap Friends list. Then I've got groups. This is the middle tab, and that's where all the groups are that I belong to, apparently. And man, finding a group is not easy, so this should be a big help. And then the final um, tab is for chats. Okay, so that's the update that I really like this time from Snap. Well, we've reached the end of another episode of Snap Radio. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, I also appreciate the comments that I get, the uh, suggestions for future topics. If you have any topics that you would like me to address or any questions about Snapchat, spectacles, or what have you, you can tweet me at Snap Days Radio. 
And let's see, you can email me as well. Right now, I'm at Allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, at socialmedianarratives.com. Got to give that address a a spin. (laughs) All right? Thank you so much, and I will talk to you soon. Thank <laughs> you.